And I hope that I can use my story here to do that. So today's sermon is entitled Serve Anyway. And um, I want to tell you why I titled it that. I have to go back to Wednesday. Uh, So this is my last week, obviously. And I flew in from Indiana on Tuesday and on Wednesday. So my first day in the office was Wednesday. And then Thursday, uh, I had another day in the office, and then I had a pastor's conference on Friday, okay? And so I really only had two days in the office this week. And I really, like, in my imagination, uh, when I first announced my resignation, I thought, you know what? I can't wait to just have some space and time and get a lot of work done and just have that last week to just reminisce and pray over my experience in here. Uh, is my experience here, and I have not had the chance to do that in the slightest uh, because I have had so much work to do to prepare and to work on things. And, and in the back of my mind, what, because I haven't had time to just kind of slow down and really process things, I've got all these fears that I haven't worked out entirely, these things that are rumbling around in my, in my heart that I think are natural for anybody that would be in my position of, did I do a good enough job? Did I... Uh, did I make a difference? Did I serve you well enough, God? Was I faithful here? And so all those, all those doubts and all those fears are kind of rumbling around in my consciousness and my heart and my mind and soul. And so on Wednesday night, okay, I'm in the nursery with my boys and things haven't quite gotten started yet. They're about to get started. And uh, Larry McLucas gets into a uh, little fender bender uh, behind our building. I didn't see it or anything, but but I'm looking out the, the uh, windows of the nursery, and this guy gets out of his car, and he doesn't get out like a normal person gets out of the car. He jumps out, and his hands are in his air, and you can tell he's like angry, really, really angry at Larry, like totally out of proportion to the cause, right? And, and so I like sort of – Abby actually saw it first, and she's like, you got to go out there. So I get out uh, – get out of the nursery and I go out. And by this time, uh, Larry has, has driven off rightfully because there wasn't any damage. And this guy was like yelling at him. I'm just screaming at him. And so I show up and I was like, are you, you know, are you okay? Was what I said. And he just starts to scream at me and yell at me. And I'm trying to like talk him down. And uh, from out of the blue, just out of absolutely nowhere, he doesn't know I'm the pastor. He doesn't know that it's my last week. I, I've never seen this guy before in my life. And he starts to t- say to me, what you guys do here in this church is awful. You are a failure. You have ruined my neighborhood, he said. You've ruined my neighborhood. I wish you weren't here. It's like somebody just gave him a line into all of my deepest fears. He didn't know me. didn't know anything about my time here. And I hope you know that he's probably, I know he is in the minority on how our neighbors feel about us. But I remember he did not leave. I'd never had the skill or the potential or whatever to talk him down. He left angry and in fact shouted out the window as he was leaving at me, continuing to yell it and and to describe how poor of a job we and I 
have and are doing here. And I remember, uh, you know, a lot of you know that kind of my go-to in those moments, because I've been yelled at plenty of times, um, <laughs> is to, to just ask people, like, how can I pray for you? And in my mind, in my heart, and the reason I do that is uh, that's, that's me trying to serve them. That's me trying to disarm the situation by washing feet, right? By coming in uh, to a difficult situation, willing to lower myself and just say, how can I pray for you? And some people don't take it that way, but that's always the way that I try to give it to somebody. And so I asked him, how can I, how can I pray? Like, can I, I didn't say, how, I said, you know, can I pray for you? Because he was, he was also talking about his life and how everything's falling apart for him. And, and, uh, and he just thought that that was like the worst thing I could possibly say. And so I'm walking away from that, walking away from that experience. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, God, is, did I make any difference? Is this guy right? And I felt the Spirit say to me, what if he was right? Would you do it again anyway if I asked you? Would you do it again anyway if I asked you? Even if he was right? Even if... What you've done amounted to absolutely nothing. Would you do it again? Would you still serve that guy? Would you still say, can I pray for you, even if you knew it wasn't going to disarm the situation? Would you still listen to him? Would you still engage the way that I've taught you to engage him, even though knowing he was going to drive away shouting at you? Would you do it again? We spend so much time in America, probably other places too, but obviously I don't know other places that well. <laughs> the church in America spends so much time trying to figure out how to get results, how to, how to make it all work, how to do it all right, how to change people, perhaps. Well, I want to I I go through this story from John chapter 13. A story that convicts me, and I pray and hope will convict you as you move forward. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. In, uh, the NIV translates that little last line in a different way that I, I think is pretty good. Uh, and he, loved, he showed them or illustrated for them the full extent of his love. That what he's about to do is, um, is the grandest image of who he is and how he loves them. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. That's a key line. Uh, there are several key moments in here where John, I think, wants us to know and wants to pound it into us that Judas is at this table. Right? There's no question. There's no question that Judas is here at this moment. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, so he's, a, he's, all, he's got all the authority, 
Heaven and earth are given unto him. Everything, all of it, in all that in mind, all that power, all that grandeur, all that goodness, all that greatness is in his mind. Knowing that that's his. And that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. It took Peter a while to figure to, well, most of us probably wouldn't have asked an additional question after that. <laughs> but Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Why? Why would he never let Jesus wash his feet? I've said this before to you, and I, I'll say it again. Jesus is his king. He's got that in his mind, too, that Jesus is great and good and powerful and wonderful. Only the slave, the lowest of lowest slave, and slave, right? Not servant, slave, someone who's owned and we have a horrible history with slavery here and, and abroad and inhuman in Western history and all over the world. And so I understand why the Bible chooses to translate so much of what the, the Bible, uh, understand why we translate things servant. But this is not the job of a servant. This is the job of someone who is owned, who is the lowest of the low. And I think that's actually really important to point out, to not gloss over. You will never wash. You will never be a slave. The lowest of the low. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet. But is it is entire but is entirely clean and you are clean though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him for the reason for this reason he said not all of you are clean. There's another another point. Judas is here. Judas is here. For he knew who uh, after he had washed their feet had, had, I'm sorry. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. For that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants, slaves, are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but it is to fulfill the scripture. The one who ate my bread has lifted the heel, his heel against me. I tell you this now before it occurs, 
so that when it does occur, you may believe that I am he. Very truly, I tell you, whoever receives one whom I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. Again, two more times. Judas is there. Judas is there. Judas is there. You see, um, the reason I want to point out that Judas is there is because I want you to understand and I want us to understand, I want me to understand as I go in a different direction, my family goes in a different direction, this church goes in a different direction. I want us to understand that Jesus washes Judas' feet and Judas still betrays him. Jesus washes Peter's feet and Peter still denies him. Jesus washes the feet of all 12. And Mark 14, 51 is one of my, I, you can't call it my favorite verses, but one of the verses that just sticks in my mind all the time, and they all deserted him. And they all deserted him. We want, we want washing feet to change people. We want washing feet to, to, um, and serving people. We want it to just make a gigantic difference in the world. And the flat-out truth is sometimes it doesn't. Or sometimes it doesn't right now, as Jesus says in that passage. He says, I'm telling you all this stuff now so that later it'll make a difference. I know that what this church has set out to do, what we have said our identity, what we have said our goal and our mission and the calling that the Spirit has placed on us is hard work. And it does not, it does not always prevent it does not always keep people from yelling at us in the street. It does not always keep us from getting hurt. It does not always yield the result that we want it to yield. Sometimes it doesn't yield any result that we see. So this isn't about changing people. This idea of foot washing is not about changing people. It is about identity. It is about identity. It is about identity. Will you let the God of the universe come to you and lower himself as a slave? Will we let that be who God is? Will we let him be dirty? Will we let him be messy? Will we let God be low? That's the crux of the issue between Jesus and Peter. Will you let me be your slave? Will you let me humble myself? Will you help me give up all of the greatness and goodness of being uh, in the form of God? Will you let that be who I am? Or must I be Lord and teacher? Must I be king of heaven and earth in a way that has been modeled for you by Caesars and by Herods and by all these other people, by presidents, by CEOs, by whoever and whoever and whoever? Or will you let this be who I am, the God who serves you? And not just the God who serves 
the good, not just the God who serves the good, but Jesus literally says of Judas, it'd be better if he wasn't born. The worst of those among us, even if it doesn't change them from being the worst, will you let that be who God is? We have all these issues in the world and all these cultural and political divides, and one of the biggest frustrations for me is that this image of Jesus washing Judas's feet, what we need to do in our brain is take the person on the other side of the aisle or the people that we despise or the political enemies or whoever and whoever that we have let this moment and this season hold in our heart and we must see, we must see Jesus bending low and wiping the dirt and the grime and the horror off of that person's feet. We don't, we don't do that. We want a Jesus who does things differently. But the cross, the cross is this image of the continuation of the spirit that is alive and well in Jesus when he does that. When he, um, when he washes their feet, that's what the cross does for us now too. Right? Romans 5. He gave his son to die on the cross for us while we were still sinners. While we did not deserve it. While we were counted among the Judases of the earth. And so is that who we believe God is? Is that who we believe we are? That even, in, even if we can't change Judas, even if we can't prevent Peter from disowning, that we will still follow him and follow that example because that's what he says i've set for you this example and i go it seems like everywhere i go now everywhere i go now the and especially online the hatred the unwillingness to follow that example the unwillingness to say this God that I follow and confess and believe in is the one who washes the feet of those who are not worthy of those who are awful, regardless of whether it works. Regardless of whether it works. And so this, this act is the gospel alive. This action is the embodiment of what happens in the cross and the resurrection and the good news about who Jesus is. The whole thing is, is about this is who God is. The character, the uh, identity of God was at stake and continues to be at stake. We must continue to ask the question, who is this man? And by that, we're asking, who is this God? Do we really believe that he is the God who gives up? That he is the God who becomes weak? That he is the God who would become a slave? Who would allow himself to be lowered and to be covered in our awfulness? Is that the gospel? Is that what we will continue to hold on to? We read um, we read the Psalm 135 earlier, and in there, there's this line. That's not the line. <clears throat> Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven 
and on earth. And we might read that and we might think to ourselves, um, well, so just the way the world works just like makes sense and God's kind of making heaven and earth do these particular things. And, and we might use that to kind of make sense of our world. Well, God wants this to happen and God wants that to happen. But here's the thing. Whatever God wants to happen on heaven and on earth happens. He does. And he already did it. He already showed us what he wants. Alive within Christ. He already showed us that he wants foot washers. He already showed us and set an example for us that what he pleases to see done, he is pleased to see done in the world is for us to lower ourselves and to forget the results and to say, I will be covered. I will wash others, which means I get dirty. I will serve We too, together, will be people who disregard the results. He said, I mean, he says it over and over. He knows that Judas is going to betray him, and it does not stop him. It does not stop him. And so my message for me and my family as we move forward is to serve him anyway. To serve anyway. I'm sorry, I... To serve anyway. And my message for River Street, no matter what happens, no matter who accuses you of things, no matter who yells at you, no matter who disregards you, no matter how many times people don't change, by how, no matter how often and how foul and how gross and how terrible, serve anyway. Why? Because that is the identity and the character and the full extent of the love of the God that we worship and we say we follow. So serve anyway. Serve anyway. Let's pray together.